Kia ora koutou Church Northwest. It is so good to be with you again. We are coming at you live from, not live, it's not live. It's not live. But we are coming at you from Williamstown, Kentucky, where in something that can only come from the only in America only file. Only in the States. <laughs> Someone has built an actual life-sized <laughs> Noah's Ark which is just absolutely incredible. It is. So if you don't know the story of Noah's Ark, it's in the book of Genesis, one of the famous Christian stories. And it's about a worldwide flood when God had just gotten really sick of basically everybody just completely ignoring him and uh, being really awful, awful people. Mm. God said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to trash the place. I'm That's going right. to flood everybody. But Noah, who was like the only good guy at the round at mm. the time, he was told to build an ark, a boat, mm -hmm. where two of every animal um, and Noah and his wife and his sons, three sons and their wives mm -hmm. were able to get on board the boat and they were uh, rescued and saved from the flood. Mm -hmm. And that comes from uh, book of Genesis chapter 6 through 9 if you want to read through. It's a really good story to read through. And I really, really, when I first came here, wanted to make fun of this place because who builds a life-size <laughs> ark? Who does that? But it's actually a really cool museum. And one of the things, it's, it's amazing to show and answer a lot of the questions people have about how did this thing actually happen? How did they fit all of the animals in? What about the dinosaurs? All of that sort of stuff. And what's really incredible to me is not only can they fit everything in, and the key is every kind of animal, not necessarily every species of animal. But it's really interesting that not only did they fit everything in, but it's actually kind of spacious. Like there's it a lot is. of rooms left over. <laughs> they had decent living quarters. It was, it was not a terrible crammed in mess. Anyway, so the museum is a fantastic place and uh, we're really excited that we were able to visit it. Yeah. Now you might be thinking, wow, the tailors are really bundled up. We and are. you would be right. Yes. <laughs> While New Zealand is warming up and heading into summer, it's heading into winter here. Yeah, very much. We really didn't plan this trip well seasonally, so did we? No, <laughs> no, we didn't think it'd be this cold this quickly, but... No, yay. but uh, yeah. <laughs> but all things aside, the winter weather and this time of year, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, does mean one thing, the holiday season. You might even be able to hear some of the beautiful the Christmas, Christmas music, music <laughs> behind us. It's not even December yet, and you know how I feel about that, but here we are. Christmas lights, Christmas music. That's right. So we just celebrated Thanksgiving last week That's with right, my yeah. extended family. And it was just, I think it's been the first time in about 17 years that I've actually been here in the States during this time of year. Um, and Thanksgiving is such a great reminder mm. of all the things that we're thankful for. And I'm really thankful for all of you um, that you encouraged us to go and spend yeah. our time over here. Yeah. So what are you thankful for, Hamish? You know what? I'm also thankful for all of you as well, especially right now as Church Northwest is facing quite a big transition of meeting yeah. location. And we're not even there to go through it with you, <laughs> but you guys have just totally come around I it. Know, I actually was it. prepared for this message. I was going to do this whole message around the transition and I was going to challenge us to kind of see mm -hmm. it not so much as an obstacle to overcome, but an opportunity to see what God's going to do. Yeah. But you guys are already doing that. You know, <laughs> you already kind of jumped ahead of me, completely ruined my planning. So I had to scramble and think of something else. Uh. But I just really appreciated that you guys are such a spiritually mature church and also a loving, supportive yeah. church. You know, and I even heard they, they applauded 
yeah, when, I think I heard when that we too. announced our new site, like, you know, we, we stuff up and uh, you're giving us a clap for, you know, scrambling and fixing it. So, hey, that's awesome. You know, I talk to pastors all of the time who just get put through the absolute ringer every time they do something like they have two songs before communion instead of three, you know, like it's hard work for them. You guys are just a different breed and, and, and we recognize yeah. that, we see that and we appreciate that. Mm. So I'm thankful that, you know, mm. they, they can see, that you mm. can see God's fingerprints even yeah. in our mistakes. And of course, when I say our mistakes, I mean Nate's mistakes, because let's be honest, I'm going to make sure he gets a hard time for this one. <laughs> And I only do that because usually it's me that's stuffing things up like that. Well, that's certainly true. Hey! <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, so, back to the thankfulness concept. One of the most common things people are thankful for is family. And I wonder if anyone was ever more thankful for oh family connections than Noah's sons and his son's wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says in Genesis 6-9 that Noah was the only good person around. Yeah. So this is what it says. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at that time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Mm. It seems like Noah was the only person who deserved to be on that ark. His yeah. sons and their wives didn't deserve their place on the ark, but by God's mercy, they survived when everyone else died especially Noah's daughters-in-law. And I, I just, yeah. I have a, a soft place in my heart for them <laughs> because none of their families would have survived the flood. And it was only through good marriage choices that they escaped. Yeah. Can you imagine how scary that yeah. would have been and how intense of an experience it would have been? The waves, you know, crashing against the side of the boat and the boat tipping and swaying as the water level right. rose. Yeah. But knowing that they were safe mm. and had a future. Yeah, it must have been crazy. Mm. I mean, we kind of think of Noah's Ark with all of the kids' pictures, and it's like this little boat with little cute animals mm. and stuff. It was an intense, scary situation. Yeah. And it's an incredible picture of God saving mm. those eight people. Mm. Now, the flood happened over 4,000 years mm. ago, if our math is correct. Yeah. And humanity, I don't know, hasn't seemed to really learn its lesson mm. yet. I mean, people are still evil, they're still like rebelling against God, they're still climbing all over each other in order to, to gain wealth yeah. and to gain power. I mean, even God's people, right? They have been given miracle after miracle after miracle. They've been given real instructions from God about how to live the right life, and yet we still mess up. <laughs> and we still kind of do things wrong and rebel against God. And so they're still facing the same punishment, the same judgment mm. that God has and had for them. In fact, if you look at Matthew uh, chapter 24, when Jesus is mm. talking about the end of time, he says, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, people were enjoying banquets. They mm. were partying. They had weddings right up until the time Noah entered mm. the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. Mm. That's the way it will be when the Son of Man returns. See, our stupidity has remained <laughs> and the yeah. judgment remains. And we know that those waves are coming back They're again. Coming. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus comes back, it's going to be a scary time as mm -hmm. well. But even though the judgment remains, the stupidity remains, God's mercy mm -hmm. also remains. Yeah. And His desire for us to have mm -hmm. a path out of danger remains. 
as well. In fact, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 54, verse 7, uh, through to the end of verse 10. He says, For a brief moment, God says, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turned my face away for a little while, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. And I love this bit. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy mm. on you. And I love that passage. And that was written hundreds of years before Jesus. But there's this idea that just like the sons of Noah and their wives, we don't deserve mercy, no. right? We don't deserve to have a rescue, but we get it anyway. Mm. We get an ark yeah. just like they did. But this ark that has been mm. given to us, it's different mm. from the one behind us. It's not yeah. filled with animals and it's not despite the size of it, only got eight people in it. <laughs> it's not a wooden ark, yeah. but instead it's the ark in the form of a baby boy mm. sitting in its own yeah. wooden box with animals around him. Mm. With that baby, the reason mm. that we celebrate mm. Christmas, with that baby, God no longer has to rebuke his kids. He mm. no longer has to punish that sin because he has taken that punishment mm. for us as he sat on another wooden structure, a much mm. smaller, much sadder, much more mm. gruesome wooden structure, the cross. Mm. Mm. Because of that, he has completely removed our sins. Isn't that mm. amazing? It is. And as we move into Christmas this season, let's be thankful for Jesus, yeah. our modern day ark, right? Absolutely. No matter how stressful or difficult life gets, and we know that the weeks leading up to Christmas can be some of the most stressful time of the year. Yeah. But Jesus provided a way for us to be right with God, That's right. to be blameless yeah. and to be perfect. And he's, you know, this most powerful person in the entire universe yeah. wants to be in relationship with us. It's absolutely incredible. So no matter how bad it gets, mm. we always have at least one present under the tree for That's us. Right. That's good. Jesus is the perfect gift and the only gift that we ever really need. And you know what else? It reminds us that this ark mm. that we have been given, unlike this big ark, which like I said, as big as it was, only had eight people on it. But the ark that we have been given, this chance that we have been given for, for salvation is open to everybody. It's open to all. And we know that there are people in our lives who could desperately use that rescue. And so as we come into this Christmas season, it's a time of, of family coming together, of, of work time place coming together. I want us to continue to encourage each other and to encourage you to continue loving and yeah. serving and just engaging in people mm. and praying for opportunities to maybe share something mm. with them about the story of who Jesus is and the story of this rescue mm. to show them what God's love looks like. Mm. Yeah. We just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. We miss you. <laughs> we are so looking forward to being back with you and seeing you again. Yeah, and not just for the warmth. We no, want to see you too. We want to actually see you too. <laughs> we do want the warmth. We want to see you too. <laughs> All right, kakite.